Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. This is our wide receiver three fantasy preview episode for 2023. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. What's going on, Sean? What's up? Uh, obviously, I had to wear my Gabe Davis hat for today's <laughs> pod, but uh, what jersey are you rocking today? Is that, I can't tell, it's number 19? Yep. It's not Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, though. 96 oh, it, Keyshawn. Oh, shit. Nice. Give me the damn ball. Oh, was, it was that era. Yep. Yeah. I remember that was one of the nice. first like football seasons I remember watching like every game for a team. I, I remember seeing every Jets game because it was on, they're all on in New York. Like, that was bad. What, like, one in 15. Was uh, Curtis Martin wasn't on that team, was he? Nah, that was a couple years was, later. That was once the mm. Parcells are, this was still Rich Coatside. So this was Adrian Morrell. Uh, Adrian Morrell was the running back uh, this year. Wayne Corbett. Wayne Corbett, yep, all those guys. Damn. They had like Webster Slaughter. Um, oh yeah. hell yeah! <laughs> it was uh, it was ugly though. But uh, yeah, this is uh, we're gonna talk wide receiver threes, fantasy wide receiver threes, and beyond uh, in this episode. So uh, we'll kind of go through uh, all the guys that were higher on in each tier. You know, the wide receiver three, the wide receiver four, the wide receiver five, and beyond uh, tier. But uh, let me just give the ADP for the mm-hmm. wide receiver three, which is we're calling the 25 through 36 uh, over the last two weeks, Drake London wide receiver, 25 Deontay Johnson, 26 Godwin, 27, Michael Pittman, 28 Christian Kirk, 29 uh, Mike Williams, 30 Ayuk, 31 Tyler Lockett, 32 Mike Evans, 33 Marquise Brown, 34 Tra- Traylon Burks, 35 uh, and Jahan Dotson. Uh, 36. Sean, I'll start with uh, give me a guy you like to beat their ADP uh, in this range. I got to go with uh, the future Hall of Famer Mike Evans here at wide receiver 33. Uh, I, I feel like this is ridiculous and his ADP has definitely dropped since the last time I looked. But and look, I realize it's hard to get too excited about Evans at this point in his career. 
Um, you know, but he's still only 29. He's going to turn 30 next month. So it's not like he's washed up yet. Um, and you know, going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield will obviously hurt, but it's not like Evans hasn't been playing his way into the hall of fame with, you know, suspect quarterback play anyway, you know, he posted wide receiver one numbers back in 2014 with Mike Glennon and Josh McCallan under center. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think the quarterback drop-offs going to hurt him too much. They're, they're still probably going to have to be pretty pass heavy. Uh, you know, they might be more involved in some trailing game scripts. So I think the volume will still be there. And one thing about last year was, you know, Tom Brady, you know, was getting rid of it really quick at 2.45 seconds per throw, uh, which is by far the fastest in the NFL. So that probably hurt Evans a little bit just because, you know, Brady wasn't willing to hang in the pocket and wait for the play to develop with, uh, you know, Mike Evans downfield. So Baker Mayfield, you know, he's much more willing to hang in the pocket, 2.82 seconds last year. Um, and he's willing to throw into tight windows. So it could be a good match for him. Either way, you know, wide receiver 33 is way too low for Evans, especially in best ball where you don't have to figure out which weeks he's going to go off. Uh, so in this range, I think Mike Evans sticks out for me. Yeah, where do you uh, where, where do you have him ranked? Just curious. 26. Oh, okay. But again, you know, he's not going to be giving you consistent production. So I wouldn't necessarily draft him there, especially in redraft. But at 33, I would obviously but um again he he's better suited for best ball just because of the volatility but either way like 33 is way too low and to be clear we're we're using best ball ADPs so he, you can get him wide receiver 3 in best ball yeah i i have him right i'm kind of in line with him just for now i just i i need to see i mean if Kyle Trask wins the job i would that i don't know what to expect um you know baker i think at least we'd have some some history yeah. but that's that's kind of why i sitting there uh in i'm in line with him for now i just think there is kind of a concern but at the same time this dude has never posted fewer than a thousand yards in his entire yeah. career so um you, you do kind of have a floor that you're working with and, and he obviously doesn't miss many games either so um, can't, can't hate on that at all. Uh, for me, it's Tyler Lockett. You know, I love mm-hmm. this guy. I feel like every year he gets underdrafted. He's been the wide receiver 16 or better each of the past five seasons. Uh, and he put up production pretty much on par with DK Metcalf last season. So, uh, I, I don't see a big reason to fade him right here. I know Smith and Jigba is coming in and, and that's a, a step up from Marquise Goodwin and D Eskridge and whoever they had playing that wide receiver three role last year. But, uh, when you have a guy like Lockett who, Tend, you know, is kind of locked into that number two role regardless. Um, you know, usually you see the guys under them are the ones that get their target shares disrupted. So, like, I think the tight end target shares might go down. I think they'll continue not to really throw too much to the backs. But either way, I think you're, you're getting a, a pretty good floor ceiling combo here with Tyra Lockett, uh, who has, again, finished as a top 16 wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, in each of the past five years. So, uh, really like Tyler Lockyer at wide receiver 32. I got him wide receiver uh, 26. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you beat me to the outline. Uh, <laughs> I think he is the clear value in this entire tier. Uh, it, it seems like he's always too cheap, and this year's no different. So, yeah, sign me up for Lockett at 32. Um, really no question marks with this game. And there's a lot of guys in this range I, I think we could poke holes in, but mm-hmm. Lockett isn't one of them. I think he's a steal at wide receiver 32. Yeah, like I think – so Marquise Brown at 34, you know, in the games that he's healthy, uh, he could, he should mm-hmm. average a higher finish than that. Uh, but, you know, there are questions. He is a pretty slight guy. Um, you know, so there are questions just about how can he stay healthy being that that number one uh, wide receiver. But I think he has some upside 
Uh, and Christian Kirk at wide receiver 29 yeah. is interesting because I have him a lot closer to Ridley uh, as of now as well. So I think he could beat that as well. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think Lockett is really the guy that, that sticks out for me. All right, let's uh, we'll talk about the guys who are kind of fading at the end, you know, we'll go through all the, the 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 tiers. But let's continue and just go to this wide receiver four tier. So that's the, you know, the guys in that 37 uh, to 48 tier. And those are so you got George Pickens at 37, Kadarius Tony 38, Smith and the Jigwa at 39, Gabe Davis at 40, Brandon Cooks at 41, Cortland Sutton 42, Jordan Addison, the rookie in Minnesota, is 43, Rashad Bateman 44, Jamison Williams 45, Michael Thomas 46. Quentin Johnson, 40, uh, Quentin Johnston, excuse me, 47. And then you got Elijah Moore uh, at 48. Uh, who do you like in this tier? Uh, so I think my favorite wide receiver from this range uh, is Jordan Addison, uh, wide receiver 43. I have him as my wide receiver 36, so I'm a bit higher. There's really no weakness to his game. You know, he can line up in the slot or outside. He can win downfield. Uh, he is a bit smaller, which is why he's getting compared to Devonta Smith. Um, I know there were some concerns about Devonta Smith when he entered the league, but, you know, he's blown those out of the water. So I think being compared to Devonta Smith is a good thing. Um, and the Vikings probably took Addison in the first round to become their number two wide receiver immediately uh, and sort of replace the Adam Thielen role. Um, and, you know, Addison, to be fair, like he he does profile as a solid number two receiver at the NFL level. I don't think of him as being some like alpha number one. So having to play alongside Justin Jefferson could be a plus, um, you know, defenses are going to have to pay attention to Jefferson Hawkinson. So Addison could see a ton of open targets this season. Uh, I just think he has a pretty high floor ceiling up, you know, combo in this range where there, there's a lot of guys in this range I am concerned about, but Addison is one of them, you know, you know, we haven't seen Addison play a snap in the NFL, so I guess that's sort of the concern. But either way, I think he has a really high floor in this landing spot in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, you've been talking Addison uh, all all uh, off season, and uh, yeah, he's a really good route runner, so uh, that should be yeah. a plus. Um, I'm I'm pretty in line with him for now. I just want to see, you know, make sure that everything, you know, he has a good camp and he's on par to actually be that number two. But yeah, I could see yeah. him moving up. Uh, for me, if he does, uh, I'll give you one. I know you got another one, uh, so we could close on that one. But uh, I'll I'll go with uh, Brandon Cooks out going outside the top forty. Uh, I think he should be in the mid thirties. I have a wide receiver thirty six, and I also have Michael Gallup a lot higher than ADP two, who we'll talk about uh, in a bit. But you know, it, Brandon Cooks is still going to be his age thirty season. Uh, he's had a thousand or more yards in seven of his nine seasons up until this point, and. You know, back in, in 2021, Dallas had three top 48 wide receivers. And it could have been even more because Gallup missed time uh, that year as well. So it was kind of him and Wilson, and they still had three top 48 guys. So I don't I don't think the the floor is too is really much lower than this, whereas I think the ceiling is is significantly higher because uh Dallas, you know, no Dalton Schultz this year. The tight end may not be a big uh, as big of a part of the game plan. So um, I think Dallas can easily, you know, what if any team, you know, outside of, I guess, Cincinnati can support, you know, three top 40 wide receivers. It's a team like Dallas and, you know, Cooks doesn't really have to do much at the, to beat his ADP here uh, at wide receiver 42. But uh, I think uh, I think he's being uh, overlooked here just because, you know, had the down year in Houston, didn't really want to be there. Also struggled yeah. with some injuries. But let's not forget, like this guy is one of the more consistent guys 
uh, in the league. And uh, just Dallas is going to be a massive uh, step up from what he's had in Houston these past couple of years. So uh, like Brandon Cooks to to bounce back and, and like him outside of this top 40 here. Yeah, yeah, I have him pretty high too. He's my wide receiver 35. It, it is weird that the public's kind of sleeping on him. Like you said, last year in Houston, it was a down year, but you know he's disgruntled all season. And I, I question if he was giving 110% week in, week out. So, uh, you know, I, I give him a boost because of that. But like you said, when it comes to the Cowboys, you know, they're going to be missing Dalton Schultz. And I don't think any one of these tight ends will even come close to replicating his, you know, production. So that that's going to be just extra targets for the wide receivers and cooks should be, you know, the number two receiver. So getting him, you know, outside of the top 40 seems like a steal. Yeah. Uh, all right. And who, I know you like, uh, you like one other guy in this range. Who is it? <laughs> I'm sticking with uh, my boy, Gabe Davis here at wide receiver 40 you know, everyone, you know, they're acting like he was some mega bust last year. Um, and well, I, I'll be the first to admit, he definitely fell short of my expectations uh, last year. He also just wasn't as consistent as I would have liked. Um, you know, his ADP was wide receiver 26 and he finished as a wide receiver 27. So, uh, I mean, let's be real here. He finished pretty close to where he was being drafted. Uh, and he had a few things just going against him last season. You know, he suffered that ankle injury in practice after week one forced him to miss week two. Um, and then he just played through it, uh, yeah. you know, which was great for our fancy teams because we want guys to play, but he wasn't hundred percent. In fact, he didn't have a full practice again until week five. Um, so he probably really wasn't hundred percent until after their week seven bye. Um, and then if you remember, Josh Allen had that elbow injury in week nine um, where he played through that as well. Uh, but he, he seemed less willing to throw downfield. Uh, for a few games after that injury, uh, which definitely hurt Gabe Davis. So there was, you know, quite a stretch there where we weren't seeing Pete Davis or Josh Allen. Um, so while you're going forward, he's going to be pretty inconsistent, just mainly due to the fact that he operates as, you know, a downfield threat. Uh, but you can get him outside the top 36 right now. And in fact, you can get outside the top 40. So I, I like the value we're getting on him as being, you know, the number two target in one of the best offenses in football. Um, so I think he's a great investment in best ball at wide receiver 40, like starting my bench and redraft leagues with him. Um, and, you know, again, he's another player with DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Titans gives us clarity on a player like Gabe Davis, where we, we don't think, oh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins might land there and we have to move him way down our board right now. It, it looks like Gabe Davis will be entering uh, this season as the Bills number two wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's back up to my wide receiver 32. So uh nice, nice. <laughs> I'm right with you. Uh I do agree. I think there will be some inconsistency there. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and that's why we kind of talked last part about you know, really trying to get, you know, not just two, but three wide receivers before that top 24 yeah. uh is out. I think you can afford to wait on on running back uh, a lot more this year. I, I think there's just not as much of a, a, a teardrop um, you know, as you go through these, you know, first six, seven, eight rounds at running back as there is. Uh, at wide receivers. So yeah, I think Davis still, you know, should play at most of the snaps. He's still their best blocking wide receiver was in on 93% of the routes per game uh, and uh, in, in games that he played last year. So uh, I think you should see more of the same and Buffalo should go to a more of a, you know, they'll probably play more two tight end looks, but that shouldn't uh, affect Diggs or Davis in any way that, that would just yeah. affect, you know, the, the Julio Shakir, Deontay Hardy, those guys. So yeah, uh, like uh, like Gabe Davis as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's jump to the guys outside the top 48. Uh, who do you like in that range? Uh, so I'm going with one guy here, and it's Van Jefferson at wide receiver 68. And to be clear, 2022 was a lost season for Van Jefferson. You know, he had multiple knee surgeries in the offseason, wasn't able to even make his season debut until week eight. And they they really babied him. You know, he eased into action um, and he only played three games with Matthew Stafford last year um, however you know weeks 12 through 18 once he was closer to 100% he averaged a 98% routes run rate managed to post the wide receiver 42 score over the final seven games now granted you know Cooper Cup was out but you know he was playing with John Wolford and Baker Mayfield on our center so it was a pretty big drop off at quarterback uh, he scored that game-winning touchdown when we were at that Thursday night game yeah. against the Raiders. Um, but yeah, heading into the season, you know, he should be a lock to be the number two receiver uh, again this year, while the others kind of f- battle over who's going to be the number three. Um, so he should be the number three target in a pass-heavy offense who should be involved in way more trailing game scripts this year as the defense um, is, is really falling apart. So uh, he was the wide receiver 35 in 2021. So we already know he has wide receiver three upside when he's healthy in this offense. He's playing the final year on his uh, rookie contract. So, you know, I expect him to be very focused on increasing his own stock. Uh, So he seems like an absolute steal in this wide receiver 68 range. A lot of these other guys, they kind of need an injury or something uh, to, to really hit. But with Van Jefferson, he just needs to do his thing, stay healthy. And he could, you know, eke out wide receiver three, kind of flex value at times. So I think he's uh, by far the biggest steal uh, in this range. Yeah. And there's actually, I like quite a few guys in that, in that range. And I think the the last year we talked about that, you know, that wide receiver four tier 37 to 48, that's the tier. I don't really like many, many of the guys. That's the tier where I'm Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, using going to use that pick on a quarterback or running back, or maybe even a tight end if I don't have one, but uh, you know, once it starts even and I still, I still see, you know, a, a, a few guys here that should, you know, just based on playing time alone should beat these ADPs. And I think Jefferson's one of them. And I I've gotten a lot of him in a best ball, especially because I do think he's one of those, you know, kind of downfield receivers uh, that uh, he'd be kind of hard to predict, but uh, the, the, the number should be there at the end of the year. Uh, Another one of those guys, Michael Gallup, uh, you know, he's wide receiver 65 right now. Uh, He was a top 50 wide receiver in points per game in 2020 and 2021. And before that ACL injury, he averaged 15 yards a catch, eight, a little over eight yards a target, and uh, about 53 yards per game. And then after the ACL injury last year, 
his his yards per catch went from 15 down to uh, 10.9. His yards per target dropped two and a half yards from 8.3 to 5.7 and his yards per game from 53 to 30. So I think now that he's another year removed from that ACL injury, uh, he will be a top three receiver here in Dallas. There's no Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think he is uh, even more undervalued than, uh, than Brandon cooks. Yeah. Yeah. I have him wide receiver 55 and that's just assuming the Cowboys are a little bit more run heavy this year in a frustrating way, but um, yeah, wide receiver 65 is a joke um, just because, you know, Dalton Schultz is leaving behind a ton of targets that these other tight ends won't be able to, uh, you know, pick up. So a guy like Gallup uh, should be a beast this year. And, you know, he, he's probably going to line up more in the slot, right? With cooks there, uh, see, see more easier throws, I should say, whereas last year he was more of just a deep threat and pretty inconsistent, but heading in the season, hundred percent healthy, uh, and could be at times the number two target in this offense. So yeah, I love him here as well. Yeah, the coaches are talking about he was running too many go routes last year. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. Yeah, low. <laughs> uh, you know, if he gets away from some of those low percentage routes, it should make him more consistent. So um, I mean, Gallup's easily a guy. I I see him. He has like wide receiver three upside. So oh yeah, I think he's yeah way undervalued. Uh, another guy, Nico Collins, and this is more of an upside bet, but I think he's the best bet to weed. Uh, Houston in receiving, you know, he's still just uh, 24 in, in year three, 22% targets per route last season. So that's uh, pretty good. And 6'4", 215, I think he's also the most likely Texan receiver to, you know, get the touchdowns. I don't know if there'll be a ton of them with CJ Stroud in year one, but I do think they'll be more competitive. I don't think they're trying to tank anymore. Uh, they're in a pretty weak division. And, uh, you know, Mechie is, you know, he missed his entire rookie year. So, and Robert Woods is kind of past his prime. So I think Collins is, has still has, is a good bet uh, to lead this team in receiving. So I like taking a shot at him uh, at wide receiver 59. What do you think of Nico? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I loved him last year. I was probably once again, probably a year too early. So I'll let you take him here, but yeah, love the upside, especially with, you know, CJ Stroud, who is really just more of a pocket passer. He's not going to be scrambling that much. So I think a guy like Nico could benefit and uh, this is going to turn into the Dalton Schultz pod, I think. But, you know, Dalton Schultz is probably the favorite to be the number one target in this offense. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Nico Collins. Um, I, I think he has a ton of upside, especially in the red zone. Like, I, I think he, uh, maybe not this year, uh, bet for 10 plus touchdowns, but he does have that kind of physique and playing style. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a solid uh, play this this late in the draft. Yeah, and a couple more, uh, Romeo Dobbs and Alec Pierce, both year two guys. Um, you know, Dobbs, I, I just think he's going to be locked into a pretty big role in, in Green Bay with as that number two receiver. He averaged a, a target on 21% of his routes last year, so that's above average. Uh, and then Alec Pierce, you know, going into year two, the offense should be more vertical uh, under Shane Steichen. And well, I, yeah, if Richardson is the quarterback, obviously I, I don't think the volume pass volume will be there for the team. Uh, I'd rather take a, a a shot on Pierce at wide receiver 66 than Michael Pittman, who's still going inside the top 30 uh, because, you know, these, these year two guys tend to take a a step forward. So I, I think they, they could be a little bit more equal than uh, people expect. And, you know, this Colts passing game, not really investing too much, but I think Pierce is a little bit intriguing here. Uh, out, go, out going outside the top 60 uh, at wide receiver, another guy who should be playing kind of like Dobbs, you know, probably is going to play, you know, 85, 90% of the, the snaps every game as, as that wide receiver too. Any thoughts on either of those guys? Oh, yeah, no, I love the Pierce call because 
you know, I, I think Pittman's going too high, especially, you know, if Anthony Richardson starts, you know, 10 plus games this year, which I think he will. Um, but, you know, a guy like Pierce, he could offer value this late uh, because Richardson does have a big arm. He could mm-hmm. throw it deep. Um, and, you know, there's a chance Gardner Minshew ends up starting five or more games this year for whatever reason, you know, injury Richardson is ready. Uh, in that scenario, I mean, Pierce is even more valuable because <laughs> Minshew's going to throw it more. He can throw downfield. So I, I think Pierce has some sneaky upside uh, just in terms that, you know, Minshew might end up starting more games than we think right now. Uh, so there, there's a lot of paths, at least, for Pierce to hit uh, at wide receiver 66. All right, what about guys we are fading? Uh, could anyone from, you know, the wide receiver three tier on that you're just not really uh, – touching at ADP that you think is is not going to beat it yeah the guys that stuck out immediately were the the last two on the wide receiver tier when you read them off Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson uh Traylon Burks is pretty obvious you know the Titans just landed DeAndre Hopkins so his value takes a hit Uh, it'll probably take a week or two for ADP to catch up but I'm guessing he'll be in the mid 40s um now still has a ton of upside um but you know that that's a massive hit for Traylon Burks uh, Jahan Dotson, I, I love the talent, but you know his rookie season was really fueled by touchdowns. Uh, so I think he's due for regression there. Plus, he's just in a run-heavy offense with Sam Howell uh, likely under center. And we were kind of talking about how good Terry McLaurin is and how much the offense holds him back. So I just don't see Jahan Dotson really overcoming that to draft him as a wide receiver three. Um, Kadarius Tony, while I love the upside, he could just never stay healthy. So. I'm not completely avoiding him, but I, I don't want to go overboard because, you know, he's just way too risky uh, at this point for me. And then the biggest fade for me is still Jamison Williams, yeah. um, you know, being ranked like he was playing to start the season. He's not. He's suspended the first six games. Um, so it's going to be really tough for him to hit ADP. Uh, I will be drafting him next year. Uh, hopefully he's going into the season, neither hurt nor suspended. I love the talent, but just heading into the season, where there are still some question marks on how involved he'll be. Um, and the fact that he suspended six games means I am not really drafting him at all where he's going right now. Yeah, Jameson Williams, I mean, that's the top guy. I, I, there's no way. <laughs> you get Brandon Cooks right there. I know, exactly. Like, you can pretty much get Brandon Cooks in the same spot. Like, I have Jameson, Jameson Williams factoring in the missed games. I have him as my wide receiver 94. Like he hasn't come well. I don't know how people are getting to 46. I, I have him 64. I thought that was ridiculous. Oh, 94. Wow. Well, because I have Ooh. because so we don't know like last year he was like the number yeah. four or five receiver. Now could he be the number could he be the number two this year? Yes, but that's not a guarantee. Like he, they might continue using him as a situational deep threat, especially since he's now missed, you know, his last, like he's essentially missing like the, the beginning of the season, the last two years. So it's not like he's had a, a, a ton of time uh, to develop. Yeah. So like, yeah, I still don't have him just like locked in as that wide receiver too. <laughs> right. um, you know, there is some risk there. And, and I hate fading guys, you know, year two guys, I think they usually take a leap, but it's just, there's just almost from I just don't see any way for him really to, to to find his way to anything close to that ADP. So um yeah, James Williams is the big one for me. Totally agree with Kadarius Tony. I just don't see him staying healthy. And even if he does, I mean, I don't think he's a guy that plays, you know, 
every snap like a usual like a, num- a number one wide receiver typically does and I don't even know if he'll be the number one I mean I know we heard some buzz in camp about it but realistically I don't think they believe that they can play this guy for you know upwards of 80 percent of the snaps per game so I think it'll yeah. be a committee uh and he'll and he'll have some uh you know so, some big games but he'll also have some duds so wide receiver 38 I, I think is way too rich uh, and then one more going going backwards, Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 26. Mm. Not a big fan of there either. You know, we've heard Pittsburgh and, and Matt Canada say, uh, you know, we're trying to be a conservative offense. You know, we're not really trying to, to throw the ball a ton. Um, and I think you, you are going to see an improvement from George Pickens entering year two. So, and like I said, you know, I think we talked about this on another pod, but I, don't, I just don't know if we can kind of, look at Deontay as that same guy he was with big Ben necessarily um, because it's a, it, it is a little bit of a, a, a different situation now with, with Kenny Pickett here. So uh, I just see a lot of downside with Deontay. I do think he'll rebound in the touchdown category a little oh, bit, yeah. but um, you know, when, when he, he's going ahead of guys like Tyra Lockett, Brandon, Ayuk, Mike Evans, uh, like I, I just don't think he should be going uh, above those guys. So uh, Deontay is another guy that I really don't want uh, to touch at ADP. Now, if he drops, you know, six, seven spots, maybe I think it'll be more in line. But as of mm-hmm. now, he's still, you know, he's still a little too high for me uh, at, at 26, going just one spot behind uh, Drake London. I, I think there's a bigger, bigger uh, gap there. Do you have uh, Pickens ranked ahead of Deontay right now? Nah, but I have them a little closer. Oh, uh, closer than I, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're both in the mid thirties. Like uh, I think Pickett's thirty seven and Deontay's like thirty three or something like that. So it's just I, I have Deontay kind of at the more toward the end of that wide receiver three tier, whereas uh, ADP is has him a little more toward the the, the top mm. part of it. So yeah, um, yeah, just a little concerned about 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 his production this year. All right, uh, that is going to do it for our wide receiver. Number three pod here on the Fantasy Flex. Be sure to check out our fantasy rankings for 2023 up at actionnetwork.com. We also have all of our other episodes out as well. Tight end, running back one, running back two, wide receiver one, and wide receiver two. Uh, And uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, you can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And we're at those same handles on a free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.